0: The sun blazes down from an azure sky onto a stretch of idyllic golden beach. Gulls circle gently overhead, their cries lulling visitors to sleep, oblivious to the corpse lying in the lapping waves. My name is Jeremy Phillips, writer-critic and and sweet-and-sour mozza and you're listening to Cinema Limbo. This evening's presentation is Weekend at Bernie's, a 1989 comedy starring Jonathan Silverman and Andrew McCarthy. I'm joined by my good man, Chris Ansby, security consultant and film advisor. It is home in the wilds of almost Surrey. Hello, Chris. Hello. It's a gorgeous day. It's
1: absolutely beautiful weather. It's scorching hot. Mm -hmm. It's a Sunday. Yep.
0: And you and I are indoors working. Well, Well, yes, (laughs) of course. If you can call it work. And you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the opening
2: scenes of Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Have you seen Weekend at Bernie's before? Uh, no. Uh, somehow it was one of those films that completely passed me by. But it's one of the, it's also one of those films that seems to have been parodied everywhere. I think most famous... There's a couple of episodes of The Simpsons, I think, that refer back to it. And certainly there's a, there's at least one episode of The Simpsons called Weekend at Burnsies. Yeah. But no, pass me by. And it's a relatively recent film as well, it's isn't it? It's 1989. Yeah, which is later than I thought.
0: It's
1: also referenced in an episode of Friends. There's yes. a an episode where the characters are having a, a quiz about each other to see who gets the nice apartment. And one of the questions is, what is... What does Rachel say her favourite film is? Dangerous Liaisons. What is actually Rachel's favourite film? Weekend of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing this not well after it came out on video. I think my dad must have chosen it based presumably just on the mm. cover of the video
2: of two men propping up a corpse. Yes. And to see that that would be appropriate viewing for the whole family. What rating is it? It's a 15. It's fifteen. It's 15 now. Do you know what rating it had when it came out in America? Presumably it would have been a... A PG-13, I can imagine.
1: Um, It's not strong enough for an R. No. Because even though there is quite a bit of swearing and quite a bit of unpleasance, it's it's always leavened by the humour. And it never gets too dark. It's very whimsical in its own way. Yes, yeah. Death is whimsical today. The movie starts on hottest day of the year, the hmm. Sunday before Labour Day in late August, and two working stiffs are heading out to the office at ten o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, accompanied by The Song of the Summer, which was also, um, I think, it indicates that the name of the movie was decided on quite late, because originally the title of the movie was the same as the title of the song, which was Hot and Cold.
2: Okay. Okay. Because hot weather, cold, cold corpse. Yes, yeah. Hot, no, hot and cold wouldn't have worked nearly as well, would it?
1: No, it's too
2: vague. Yeah. Whereas we, yes, we. No, I, I'm kind of surprised to hear that weekend at Bur- <laughs> weekend at Bernie's wasn't always the title because it just. It's one of those ideas that you can imagine just drop fully formed into somebody's mind, and it's an irresistible idea for film as well, have, isn't it? Once you, I mean. I was watching it, I got about halfway through, and I suddenly went, oh, it's the kipper and the corpse. And I don't necessarily mean that in a derogatory way. It's just in the way that there were certain ideas that I think just kind of steward... In the same way, if you look on Twitter after something's happened and you realise that 80,000 people are all making exactly the same joke, I think, yeah, it's the kipper and the corpse, but I think that's just a coincidence. I don't think there's any... I'd never accuse the makes of plagiarism, but...
1: No, it doesn't feel that much like an American movie. I think the, the irreverent tone mm. and the, the farcical nature of it feels much more European than American. Yeah. And I think that's why it's somewhat looked down on, certainly in America, as being a kind of lowbrow humour.
2: Yeah.
1: Wh- because it doesn't quite chime in with what's acceptable comedy, whereas it feels more like a French farce yeah. or a British... Or, or maybe comedy, it like, is... like as you said,
2: like Forty Towers. Yeah, and maybe it's the fact that that everybody grew up with Forty Towers and the kid from the corpse kind of takes the sting off it. I can, I suppose, I can see that they could, it could have been regarded as quite a shocking film at the time because. One of the lead characters is dead, yeah, and and frankly, his his corpse is not given the treatment that you hope it would receive after somebody was dead. And maybe it did seem slightly shocking and slightly taboo at the time, um, and that's why I was wondering about the rating. To be honest, I wondered whether it maybe got a boosted rating just because people thought this sort of thing wasn't really on. But I think that the fact that it has such a, a light hmm. and breezy, summery tone. Oh yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it's I make no I make no. Uh, apology for for me, it's very much comfort viewing. The last time I had to move house, about four years ago, was a, a real horrible ordeal. Right. Uh, I had to find somewhere to move to at very short notice because my landlord was a moron who was throwing me out of his house for no good reason. Yes. Nothing I had done, by the way, listener. It was just before the Olympics and he wants to turn into bedsits. Yeah. And uh, again, because of that, it was very hard to find anywhere to move to. Um, it was very stressful... I almost had a breakdown. It was really, really horrific. I finally found somewhere. Organised it, moved in. That night, hmm. I sat down with my recently purchased copy of Weekend at Bernie's on DVD, and that was my reward for getting through it. And it was pure comfort viewing of just watching this really fun, light comedy with likeable characters, getting up to all kinds of hilarious hmm. antics, and
2: I got absolutely shit-faced... <laughs> You're you're making me feel guilty for treating it with a lack of reverence now because <laughs> when I went to look watch it, I just typed "Weekend at Bernie's" in, um, and it came up as "Oh, there's a copy to watch on YouTube." It's like fine, that'll do. <laughs> I have no idea. I've. I've obviously committed multiple counts of copyright infringement for which I probably feel the need to apologise to Columbia or whichever company it was that released it. Oh, well, it's released by Network in the UK. Oh, well, yes. I definitely need to apologise to Network then, but I have made up with it for it by, co- by buying loads and loads of copies of the Medusa Touch. <laughs> <laughs> Our old pal...
1: Yes. Network video. I'm amazed that they have the rights to it because it's not anything that I would ever consider them releasing but maybe it no. turned up on their doorstep.
2: It's an odd choice and I I, I was surprised when he bought it in on Blu-ray because my association with network is this thing of thinking of the releasing films like Hell Drivers mm. or the Medusa Touch or of s- older British Pictures yeah.
1: rather than a, an American movie from the 80s. Mm.
2: But maybe somebody at Network
1: just really likes it. Well, it was an independent production,
2: and oh, okay.
1: I can imagine that it sort of maybe wound up being bundled together with mm. ITC yes. uh, productions that Network does have the rights to uh, through their contract with ITV. And it probably just sort of might have trickled in, and someone at Network saw it. Oh, we can end at Bernie's. That's an I recognize let let's pop that out. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a rather nice Blu-ray. Not too much in the way of extras, but no. um, it was quite cheap. So. Yeah, seems reasonable. <laughs> but uh, our two characters are heading off for work, Larry and Richard. And over the course of their pedestrian commute, their characters are sketched in, mm. I think, really yes. nicely, really economically, and you get a real sense of them straight from the off.
2: Yeah, yeah, you do. And even, I suppose, just the fact that they're walking to work, you know, they're not driving so they can't afford a car. So well, there it's was... the middle of New York. This is true. So they would be... In fact, they make a comment when they see Bernie's car, don't they, about how much it costs to keep a car in the city or yeah. something? Yeah.
1: And that uh, Larry says that his car is bigger than his apartment. Yes, yes. Um, but yes, uh, Richard is very serious, mm. quite uptight. He's dressed properly
2: for he's... a day at work, I yeah. think, even though it's a Sunday.
1: Yeah, and, but he's, he's not wearing a jacket, I mm. uh, in deference to the hot weather. But and he's got a briefcase... Larry is dressed very similar to the way I'm dressed now. Yeah. Which is <laughs> t-shirt, shorts, shirt over the top, and instead of a briefcase, he's just got a plastic carrier bag. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he's also
2: carrying a portable television. I didn't. I, I failed to pick that one up then.
1: Yeah, he's all the way through. All, he carries it and all the way to the work, plunks it down on a chair, and then never uses it. So yeah. I can imagine maybe he's just going to goof off all day watching mm. the ball game. I'm sure there's one on. Yes, yeah, the big
2: Labor Day ball game. What? No, it's the weekend before. Oh, okay, Labor Day. yeah, the big pre-Labor Day ball game. Mm. Yeah, you know, in the, in the post-season, the Houston Astronauts versus the yeah, um, the uh, Boston the big, big, football players. Big Boston, yeah, that's them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the, uh, the uh,
1: uh, Providence Whist- Whistlers. Yeah. I we we literally spent all day. Yes, yeah, just mates. making <laughs> up fake
2: names for teams and sports we don't know anything about. Yes, the
1: uh, Buffalo Soldiers. <laughs> I guess very good. And too. the Yonkers Bonkers. Yeah, literally all day, but they, they get to work and uh, they're doing some kind of data entry mm. task, so re- reprogramming their new system. Larry is immediately bored. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, it's... I mean, they're working on a Sunday. It's obviously a hideous job. They've got stacks of old, proper old-style printouts to wade through, haven't they? Mm. And there's a nice bit as well when they're waiting for the lift to go up where Larry, Larry. chucks something away, doesn't he? And it doesn't go in the bin. And... You got, Richard. Richard, that's it. Larry and Richard. I will do my best to sear those into my memory now. And Richard scuttles over and picks it up. And it's a nice little moment of reversal because up to that point... As you say, they're sketched it very briefly, but it's obvious that Richard is the high-status one and Larry is the the joker, and it's just an odd moment when suddenly Richard is tidying up after Larry. Because he's the sensible one. Yes, yeah, that's it.
1: So they think, well, yeah, this is... It's working off today, it's horrible. So they decamp to the roof somewhere. Mm. It's not the roof of the building, but the roof of someone's apartment somewhere. And... It's it's so hot that the tar is melting. Ah,
2: yeah, and that's quite a nice nice sequence of jokes actually, where they get they gradually get tar all over the place. Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they, they get their, their shoes get stuck in it, they get it all over their hands, and um, Larry's sitting in a paddling pool <laughs> and he says, "I hate this. I'm so mm. unhappy." And they're just they're absolutely miserable mm. wage slaves working for an insurance company. And Richard says something along the lines of, "Well." We could go to a real beach. We could go to we could go to Jones Beach and swim around in the hospital waste. Yes, yes. Or we could have, head over to Coney Island and watch the fish disintegrate, because apparently there was a, a real problem with hospital waste washing up on Jones Beach on the uh, Jersey Shore. Oh, lovely! So then this was just before New York started turning around and mm. actually ceased to be yeah. a toxic hole in the ground. And as they're going through the the numbers, Richard spots a mistake, or or is it? Mm. where it appears that the same life insurance policy has been cashed in four times, thus defrauding the company of $2 million. So they say, right, we, we should we report this. We're going to be heroes. following morning, it's busy. Everyone's mm. setting up at work. One wonderful late 80s fashion victim I spotted was wearing a, I suppose you could call it a summer suit uh. because it was... A normal. It was sort of a light, like a like a leisure suit, mm. with a normal jacket
2: and shorts. Oh, this! I think I saw that guy, and yeah, I recoiled. It was, it yeah, was yeah, it was literally was... like a nightmare. Yeah, something that you would see in American Psycho, perhaps. Yes, Don Draper would not approve of somebody wearing a suit like that. Oh God,
1: Don Draper would shoot him. <laughs> but uh, also arriving at the office at the same time is Gwen, the college intern on whom Richard has had a crush for weeks and it's now as it's the end of the summer it's her last week before she goes back to college and Larry is desperately encouraging him mm. to do something to say something but Richard is too
2: yes and too too cowardly really yeah and it's obviously it's been going on for ages and yeah again it's it, it's it, it, it's a very nice thing all the way through that all the relationships are very definitely sketched in. You you kind of always know exactly where the characters are coming from and what you know what their responses are going to be. And of course, there's a terrific bit when they get up into the office, and he finally and Larry persuades Richard to go and talk to her. And there's a wonderful close up of him just completely cold clocked with panic. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when he comes out with the immortal line about his aunt.
1: My aunt is very sick. <laughs>
0: Oh well, that's a shame. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a a really nice little sequence. It's it's genuine. It, it absolutely provoked a genuine laugh out of me. And it's it's one of those moments when you just kind of go, "Yeah, I'm on board with this film," and it kind of doesn't matter what happens after that. You just think that's this is going to be fine.
1: And I like then that Larry's saying, "Oh, yeah, you you talked to her. Well done. Yes, well yeah. done. Baby <laughs> just steps. Made a horrible
2: yeah. hash of it." <laughs>
1: Their their friendship Mm. feels so realistic. There's a lot of cross-talk between them all the way through that feels like it's improvised. And Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman have fantastic chemistry. They really do feel like they're best friends. Mm. Um, They go straight to the office of their boss, Bernie Lomax. And he rebuffs and says, Guys, guys, it's it's Monday morning, 9am. Relax. Come and see me after lunch. So they spend the rest of their morning as as per usual mm. they notice while they're having their lunch that um, Bernie Wilmax is very very rich he's going for lunch at a beautiful restaurant he's got this fantastic flash car and we hear from what their conversation Richard is very career
2: oriented mm.
1: he's very much bought into the whole yuppie dream climbing the career ladder Larry couldn't care less he's
2: <laughs> not really bothered yeah
1: but um, they have another encounter
2: with Gwen. Yes, So yeah, I was just trying... It's, it's been nearly two days since I've watched this film.
1: <laughs> and um, Larry goes back to their desk, and he's joined a few moments later by Richard,
2: and they've got a date. That's it, actually, that's quite there's a nice... There's a point, when does he meet... They meet Gwen as they're coming back to the office, don't they? Yes. And there's, it's one of those moments when it's an interesting editing choice because you kind of think, well, OK... Either the film is going to stay with Richard and Gwen, and we're going to see the awkward asking out of the day, or it's going to cut straight away. And it kind of tells you something about the nature of the film and, and what kind of story. It's, and the fact that yes, they, they they don't they decide that they're not going to bother wringing any more humour out of the awkward. Approach for a date, and they just cut straight past that. I just—it's just one of those moments when you you suddenly realise what kind of story a film is, is setting out to tell, and, and they've already done that joke. So fine, let's move on to something else.
1: And he does say that it's, it's it was the awkward approach that she found. Charming. Yes, yeah. So they're going on a date later in the week. They head into Bernie's office. Mm. Uh, Bernie is already—he's on the phone arguing with someone about the colour of his Maserati. Mm. They introduce themselves. He walks straight past them into his bathroom, yeah. and when he comes out again, he's twitching and fiddling with his nose. He's a lot more cheerful. You know, he's
2: really perked up, hasn't he? Yeah,
1: he's got a lot more energy.
2: Yeah, he's got a new, new sparkle in his eye, yeah. spring in his step. But it's a good again. It's a, it's a, the whole sequence when he's on the phone and they're in the office and he's ignoring them. It's a, 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 again a nice little illustration of everybody's character that he's one of those office bullies for want of a better phrase you know, he knows he has the power to make them wait around for yeah. him so he's going to do it and yeah I think he, he points at a couple of chairs and makes them sit down and then when he comes back into the office he then goes <laughs> and sits at a different table yeah. and forces them to come to him again so they explain
1: what well, they believe they found um, <laughs> the um, the tar all over the place oh yes, yeah, a, oh, yeah that, that's computer exactly mm. And they sort of convince him that in fact it's uh, it's fraud, hmm. that the policies are in fact post dated, and Bernie is very impressed by their diligence and hmm. their hard work. And um, says, I just to do more work at this, but I've got an idea. Why don't you come out to my house at the beach this weekend, and we can go through it, and we can have a bit of downtime and relax.
0: And, yeah, it'll be great.
2: In fact, there's a bit, isn't there, where he goes, "Call me Bernie." Oh, and, it, oh, yeah. and it's like okay yeah, because, yeah, we now can, we know now yeah. we can get the dots together yeah.
1: um, so they leave the office like, oh, yeah, he, he, he loves us he absolutely loves us cut to Bernie saying you have to kill them yes. <laughs> because Bernie's in be- in league with the mafia yeah.
2: yes and this is obviously not the first time he's run this kind of fraud but no. it's the first time anyone's picked up on it
1: he's been embezzling the company funneling the money into the mafia and explain to the local Godfather that they have to be got rid of. Except Bernie is also sleeping with the Godfather's girlfriend. Mm. There's a lovely little bit of visual business that it's you might you might not notice where she's smoking a cigarette with a long cigarette holder, and the Godfather without. Yeah. even if you're looking, just plucks out of her hand and drops it in the ice bucket. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very very nicely understated. And I went back and looked at that again because I wasn't sure whether she blown cigarette smoke in his door and she doesn't really she's just waving the cigarette around but yes he's obviously not a not a, not a smoker um, so he leaves Bernie leaves the table and
1: uh, the girlfriend does as well and she throws herself at him when they're outside but the godfather thinks no Lomax is slipping up an awful lot never mind about those two other guys get rid of him and Paulie who is the ice man <laughs> Says, well, I'm a little rusty, but well, I'm sure it'll come
2: back to me. Yes, that's right. Because there's a, there's been a joke about the fact that they've moved into other areas, haven't they? I forget what what, what areas has the mafia diversified into. Um, um, so parking lots. That was parking it. lots. Yeah, it's like, well,
1: you know, they need to put all the cement that they hide the bodies in somewhere.
2: Well, yes, this is true.
1: Richard and Gwen go on their date to a Chinese Jewish
2: restaurant. Diffusion, I believe, was the technical word for that. Well, it's
1: called Heimes Hunan. <laughs> but uh, they, it sounds like they're having a mm. really great time. Well, you've never tried a sweet and sour matzo balls before? That was great! And uh, it's, the, this, it's not a set there on, it looks more like a backlight. I thought, oh, yeah, this is the New York High Street. Oh, yes, <laughs> it is, looks, yeah, it looks like the High Street in New York. But the... there's all the stereotypes there. There's a bin man, mm. and there's. like. There's it it just looks yeah. It's like the Disneyland version of New yes, York. Yes, it's essence of New York, isn't it's it? It's Taxi Driver Land. Mm. Um, and um, Richard is, uh, sort of it's going well enough for them to sort of go back to someone's place, but Gwen's flat is full of all her girlfriends, and Richard says, "Oh, yeah, well, we could we'll go back to mine then." As we as has been established earlier, Richard lives with his parents because he's trying to be sensible with his money he was offered Larry's apartment Larry's apartment is apparently hot, mm. dark, filled with cockroaches yes. he, he reassures, really oh no, they, they disappear as soon as you turn the lights on so they go back to Richard's parents' flat which Richard says is his own mm. and then that spirals into
2: <laughs> an avalanche of lies yes, I think he t- his parents are dead I forget how he says they died they died in a plane crash that, when
1: the plane crashed on a train. That was it. Yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> because
1: although oh, we said that train travel was so much safer than air travel, yeah, but a plane crashed on the train, and they're just about to sort of get closer when a, a dumpy old man in his underpants comes mm. in and helps himself to something from the fridge. And he says, "Oh, that's that's my butler. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I'll lay out my suit for before, you. Before huh, I'll lay you out in a minute. Oh, sorry, young lady." and he's very polite and excuses himself and Gwen
2: realises that this is a pack of lies. and leaves yes is less than impressed and that was her last day at work wasn't it so they're never never going to see each other again well
1: the following day is a work day well I assume the following day is Friday yes yeah but we don't see them going to work no so we can assume that that was it that was was his last chance actually there's a cameo there because Richard's dad is played by the director Ted Koch oh okay who's had the most bizarre eclectic career, one can imagine. What other stuff has he done? First Blood, the original Rambo movie, to which there are multiple references. Yes, yeah. Um, The terrific Australian film Wake and Fright. Heard of it. Which is a very bizarre, surreal exploration of toxic masculinity in the outback, made in 1970, a critical sensation at the time, and then disappeared mm. and was thought lost for many years. Eventually, it was a, a copy resurfaced that was re-released a couple of years
2: ago. And was a, it was actually lost as a it film. Was, it film. was believed True. to be lost;
1: that there were no prints <laughs> anywhere. But um, it's now been re-released, and it's an excellent film. And it couldn't be more different from Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah. It's very dark and weird and unpleasant. And again, First Blood is. The original Rambo is actually very good. Mm. It's not the meat-headed nonsense that we would get later on.
2: No, that's right. I remember a long time ago talking to a friend, and he was going on about what a great film this first blood was, and I knew of Rambo 2 and Rambo 3, and was just convinced that, well, no, you're obviously talking about a different film or something. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, Rambo 2 is um, de- demented yes and, then, and by, by the time it's Rambo 3 oh, it's, it's just insane yeah.
2: right in propaganda
1: in which um, Rocky helps out the uh, Taliban yes yeah. in fact
2: it's dedicated to them I believe
1: it's dedicated to the freedom fighters of Afghanistan yeah. the Mujahideen yeah. some of whom split off to become the Taliban but I mean, it's, it's like that, uh, the Living Daylights the bomb leaves oh, time yeah. where bomb basically teams up with Osama bin Laden at one point mm. you could read it that way that's not actually what happens that would be weird so on Friday, everyone is setting off for Bernie's beachside house on Hampton Island, mm. which is the non-copyright version of Long Island. I, I think
2: I, I, I did go because obviously I've, there's a place called the Hamptons, yes. and I was I, I sort of went onto Google Maps and had a quick look and established that no, there is no Hampton Island. I assume, yeah, I don't know why you would do. It it's, seems odd for a film that's so grounded in New York at the start, but I suppose you just. They needed it to be an isolated location, yeah.
1: because Long Island
2: is—it's yeah. a, a—it's
1: is hu- hu- actually a giant landmass. It's the size of several cities, mm. and there are roads and rails connecting it to, to the city. Yeah. Whereas Hampton has to be isolated enough
2: to—you can only get there by water. There's, as I said, there is one policeman. Yeah, but uh, it's, as you say, it sounds enough like a real place that yeah, you can that uh, you can see where the. Uh... Why I was confused. Yeah. It was actually
1: shot on location in, I believe, the North Carolina coast. So further down. Mm. And the house itself, the absolutely spectacular house, I, the, the information I read was confusing. And it led me to believe that the entire house was built solely for the movie. It was, was demolished after the production That was finish. the impression I got. But, uh... It does That sounds... Wrong, because mm. it's an entire house. Yeah. Um, Possibly the exterior was constructed and the interiors were filmed somewhere else. Could be. Which sounds more reasonable, although it is a real house. It's clearly not a set.
2: Yeah, because you get... I mean, when they're inside the house, there were views from the inside of the house looking to the, the coast and the beach the and the coast beyond. So, yeah, I don't know, maybe... No, that, I think you are. I think there must just be the exteriors. It's interesting that you said it's spectacular. I looked and thought it was terrible. <laughs> it's, I, a whole, it's a modernist nightmare. I,
1: did, I liked it. Um, it's, it had a kind of, a, the, the basic architect had a kind of spare style to it that I rather liked. I appreciate a good carpet. Well, um, And part of the joke is that the, all the floors of polished marble are very slippery. Yes, Because everyone's running around in their stock, stockinged feet and slipping about. But I, I, I'd like, to, I'd like to live there. Oh, it's a, it, I mean, would like to live yeah. in, in that house, not yeah. just in the environment, because mm. Hampton Island is. In a way, well, in a way, Hampton Island is, looks terrible because it's oh. filled with incredibly self-absorbed yes. rich people. Not that
2: being rich is inherently bad, but being self-absorbed is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's a definite feeling that it's its own. It, it is absolutely its own little world, isn't it? Mm. Um, and people don't even talk about. Working in New York, or maybe it's just that. Maybe it is that. It's idle.
1: It's the other. Or maybe they just don't want to talk about work because they're away
2: for the weekend. Let's talk about entertaining
1: topics. So Bernie heads over on his own boat, which is called Premiums because that's what paid for it. (laughs) Because Bernie is awful. And when he gets there, he's got a little golf cart because there aren't any cars on the island. They have these electric golf carts, and his is modelled after a Porsche 911, which is very New York, of course. Mm. (laughs) Never forget. Uh, and when he gets to the house, uh, they've got, he has two staff working. there. There's a plumber, who is waiting to be paid, who Bernie kicks in the arse several times before throwing off the property, and his gardener, who is just finishing up for the day. Yes. And that's actually another cameo. The gardener is played by the guy who played the villain in Rambo First Blood Part 2.
2: Okay. And he's wearing the same costume. Yes. <laughs> I thought he seemed to be dressed a little bit oddly for a gardener, but I wouldn't have picked up on it beyond that. And again, when he when Bernie starts kicking the plum, again, it just establishes that... He's a horrible he's man. Just, just, he's, yeah, he's a thoroughly nasty piece of work. Everything that happens from in the movies, you can justify, well, he was a
1: horrible yes, man. Yes, yeah, exactly. And he just, he's just running in his office when there's a phone call from Paulie, who is just about to get on the... Has that just got off the ferry onto the island?
2: Uh always oh, just about that, to get on, I forget now. Yes, he's the an so. and
0: he's...
1: Just sort of establishing things. And they go through the plan so, mm. again. Yeah, don't, don't kill them if I'm around. I still have to plant the note and the money. But the answer phone picked up before he got to the phone. And that becomes yes. significant later on. Larry and Richard arrive on the boat. They leap onto the boat at the last second to, to discover it's actually docking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is
2: another nice, nice, simple little gag, but yeah. it works, yeah.
1: And um, the, it's a party boat. And everyone, everyone's having a great time. Everyone's having a few drinks, having a few laughs. Larry's entering into the spirit of the whole day. But Richard is morose. He's still upset about blowing it with mm.
2: Gwen.
1: And he seems to have just been sitting to one side talking to an old lady. Yes, yeah. So I'll, I'll see you later. Oh, goodbye, young man. Yes,
2: yeah. Yes, you kind of wonder for a moment if it's a, a bit like uh, the, the joke you used to get in the airplane film where um, Ted Stryker would sit down next to somebody and start to tell them this long, sad, terrible story. <laughs> but uh, while
1: Bernie is getting everything together and he finishes typing the note that he's going to leave mm. f- uh, for the two dead bodies he expects to be there, Paulie arrives and gives a swift injection into... Bernie's bottom, mm. and it lights out. That's it, yeah. Bernie's dead. He plants the syringe and some drugs of some sort yes. in Bernie's pocket, pops his sunglasses over his eyes, and just leaves him there. And heads off. Yeah, I'm jogged on, yeah.
2: I Meanwhile, actually, he passes Larry and Richard as they're coming off the. Off the That's road. right, because he disguises himself as a priest doesn't yeah. he? And they actually make some, can't they? They say, Excuse they, me, Monsignor or something. Yeah. They ask him for directions because the, the <laughs> Bernie's address is
1: Top of the Dune. Mm. And that's it. And they ask him where he is and he, uh, Bless you, my son. But they make it to the house. They have a, a look around, establishing the environment rather well, I mm. think, in terms of yeah. spatially. And so Oh look look at this huge piano. Look at that's an original Liechtenstein. It's got actual Liechtenstein painting on the wall. And again we have the restating of Richard's philosophy of oh you know, if, you know if Larry if you applied yourself and you mm. worked hard then you can get this as well and Larry replies well you know my dad worked hard all his life you know what they gave him more work
2: yeah <laughs> yes and then again and in, in, in another nice little character beat Larry just kind of starts making use of all the facilities and just yes. gets a fridge full of champagne and, and just cracks one open yeah he cracks it open and starts drinking out of yes. the bottle because he's because he's, on, he's, he's a older. house guest
1: <laughs> he's, yeah that's that excuse all the foods. oh we're house guests we're allowed and they find Bernie. They assume first that he's, uh, he's asleep, having been partying all day already. Mm. So maybe they did have the day off.
2: Yeah, I don't know how the Labour Day weekend works, to be honest. But I don't know Mond- I know
1: the Monday is yeah. the day off. Or that he's drunk or that he's meditating. <laughs> and they sort slap him on the cheek, and then Larry slaps him on the top of the head. So <laughs> he don't do that, he's your boss! They drag him around. Ber- uh, Larry goes off to the kitchen to make some coffee, but Richard, realising that he's mm-hmm. not breathing and doesn't have a pulse and that there are drugs in his pocket, figures out that he's actually dead. And that he appears to have died of an overdose. And
2: Larry is distraught.
1: Why do these things always happen to me?
2: Yes, yeah, that's it. It was looking forward to having a weekend, and now it's been snatched away from him. Yeah, yeah.
1: he's look, really looking forward to just mooching off his rich benefactor. And now he can't. So in, in a, you could say that Larry... Uh, Larry, Bernie died of... A victim of his own excess, after all, because embezzling the money, yeah, sleeping with the don's girlfriend, all of that conspired to to kill him. So it kind of he was killed by his own lifestyle. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: They realise, oh, you know, we've got to call the police. No, wait, what if they? What, what kind of connection are they going to make? They're going to think we had something to do with it. And before they can make any kind of decision, a giant crowd of people a up. party just
2: forms a, a around. Party around arrives. Him. Yeah. But in a way, weirdly enough, it doesn't feel forced. I mean, it's it's one of those moments when the film could have sort of could have broken because if it had been mishandled, it could have felt it could have felt too stupid for what's been set up as a reasonably realistic film. But somehow it feels very nice. It, you you really do get the idea that this island is just an enormous party that goes from one house to another, and that that's it. You know, they just circulate. Mm. In an odd sort of way, it reminds me of um there 's a joke in one of the hitchhikers books isn 't there about a party in it's a house years. and they and they attach um rockets to the house and it just flies and this this party just flies around constantly um and every every time they need to replenish the buffet they go and raid somewhere and that 's as i say in the winter the way that 's what what this this ongoing party on Hampton Island reminds me of it's just it just ha- it's, it's taken on its own weight and existence
0: mm.
1: but that we we get a few. Uh, vignettes of some of the party guests and we see how very 80s they are Mm. Um, someone's written a book about the uh, secret marriage between Sherlock Holmes and Dr Watson which I think works as a bit of an allusion to Larry and Richard's relationship Um, someone's trying to buy Bernie's Porsche um, there's a plastic surgeon there, and everyone's just very absorbed in uh, themselves. Yes, that's it. There's a couple of fitness instructors. Of, one of one of whom appears to have the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, you know, yeah. Who like, walks past Larry and kind of grabs his choice, Hey, we need to pump some iron.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: Just for no reason at all, just because it's funny. And the other one is a, a surfer dude. Yes, yeah. But it's it's that whole all the, all the stereotypes, all mm. the archetypes of that time. Everyone is so looking inwards in, into themselves and the. It's all about the the self-indulgence. Yeah, and what they can get from themselves.
2: So the plastic surgeon is talking to a woman and is basically listing all the, the procedures she can have done. Yeah. Yeah. And no-one
1: is taking any notice of the fact that in the middle of the party sitting on the sofa is a corpse.
0: Mm.
1: Now, the movie does skate over a few physiological
0: yeah. details
1: about what happens when bodies die, because otherwise the script wouldn't work.
2: Yeah. It's a warm weekend. Maybe it takes longer for Rick and Mortis to set in. Well, I was say, it's a warm weekend. Oh, yeah. That's uh... true. Maybe we'll, We've established that Bernie's not very nice, <laughs> but he's rich enough that nobody can tell him about the benefits of deodorant. Maybe he stank a shit while he was alive. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit of satire for me there. Take that, Thatcher. <laughs> the businessman in his suit and tie. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, again, and it's it's very nicely... But what kind of wrong-footed me about this film was... I'm not sure subtle's quite the right word, but it's a film in which one of the three stars is a corpse, and yet it's all kind of quite under underplayed that, as you say, nobody picks up on the fact that this guy is dead... It doesn't really go anywhere where you might think they might go for more obvious gross-out humor or something. Either. No,
1: there is one gross-out, kind of gross-out sequence a little bit later where the girlfriend turns up, but aside from that, it's much more just slapstick, mm. and it's more the in- indignities, yes, yeah,
2: rather than horrors. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, is it? <sighs> I can't remember if it's a deleted scene in *Clarks* or whether it's actually filmed where the guy's girlfriend turns up at one point and goes into the... They've got a corpse again in the bathroom for reasons of this game. It's been years since I've seen Clark's. Um,
1: there's a yeah. There's a dead body in the toilet.
2: Yeah. The, does, it, does his girlfriend go in and commit an indecorous act on it? Or, yes. Oh, is That's actually in the... I couldn't remember yes. if that was in the film or in a deleted scene. But and that's... I'm just kind of... Surprised is not the wrong word, but maybe if Weekend at Bernie's had been made a few years later, it might have edged more in that direction.
1: I can imagine it um, being done in a slightly more edgy indie mm. way. I mean, they're aiming for a more mainstream yeah, this comedy is aimed at a more adult audience, mm. but I, I could see it being done in a, in a, in a kind of slightly darker, yeah. maybe more satirical tone. I mean, I think there are. I mean, we already said there are elements of satire already, but they're kind of pointed at and mined for relatively easy laughs rather than letting it destabilise the movie because there's so much slapstick and knockabout humour as well as that and verbal humour and I think it achieves quite a good balance Mm. rather than risk driving your points home more at the expense of entertainment maybe Bernie is a, a symbol of Wall Street being Supported by, under under the uh, under the arms by the efforts of the working proletariat.
2: Yes, of course. You could do, and it would be dismally uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, Yes, in a different film, he would have been. He would. He'd be wearing a monocle. And in some way, carrying him around would be crushing the life out of Larry and Richard. It would have been a, <laughs> in a Tarkovsky film or something. Didn't talk to me about Andrei Tarkovsky. <laughs> have you seen Mirror? Uh No, I'm now worried. I'm not thinking. Did he do Solaris? Yeah. And, yeah. no, I've seen uh... Solaris,
1: the movie where he tried to filter out his audience by including a 20-minute shot of people driving around Tokyo.
2: <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The the casual hmm. viewers will
1: leave before then, leaving the hardcore of the real intelligentsia. Just make a better film.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd make it more interesting. Have a have a nice musical number. Also. Yeah. Let's have a song and dance on the way to the
1: weird living planet. So Larry is determined to. Enjoy the weekend. Yes. He thinks it's what Bernie would have wanted. But Richard... He, he, I mean, he's we, a bit we, more we, panic. He's Yeah, we have to call the cops. Yeah. We have to call the cops. Then he sees that Gwen is there. Like, we'll call the cops in ten minutes. Mm. So he goes to speak to Gwen. And she manages to forgive him. Yes. For, for lying on the grounds that it was pretty funny when his dad came out in his underpants. Yeah. Larry, Larry tries his luck with. Um,
2: oh, that's right, yes, yeah. Hi, my name's Larry. Hi, my name's Larry. F <laughs> <laughs> off, Larry. Yeah, and that's about as edgy as the film gets, really, isn't it? It's <laughs> the occasional swear word.
1: If you're only going to use one use I of think, the F word. And I think it is the only make, one, isn't it? Yeah. And
2: it, but it, it, it works, and it's funny, and it actually has impact. I think, yeah. for,
1: and a PG 13, I mean, this is the rule now, and it may have been similar then. You're allowed to use the F word once. Mm. So, if you're going to use it, you have to make it count. Yeah. Like in X-Men First Class,
2: oh, yes, where yeah.
1: Wolverine has a cameo, and <laughs> the, um, uh, James McAvoy and uh, Michael Fassbender sidle up to him and say, yeah, we're, you know, you want to put a team together, he takes the cigar out of his mouth.
2: Mm. F*** off. I think there's... Um... There's a great memo that's floating around on the internet from Matt Parker and Troy Stone when they were making South Park and they're in the process of negotiating with the MPAA about what will allow the film to be... Is it NC-17? What's no, the I, think it was, I think it was an R. It was an R, yeah. It's what will allow it to be an R and not an NC-17 and it's assorted debates over what they can show involving Saddam Hussein yeah uh, yeah, it's really it, it's a terrific, me- uh, terrific memo if you can track it down and it, it nicely sort of illustrates the insanity of the MPAA because there's a whole debate about the gag where you see this flapping you see what you assume at first is Saddam Hussein's flapping penis but actually <laughs> it turns out to be a sex toy and I think they because they establish more clearly that it's a sex toy and not a genuine penis that that's okay yeah, yeah it's the MPAA for you
1: was watching the other day that had? Was it? Oh no, it was Graham Norton. Oh. Well. Sarah Pascoe told a story that she's put in her new book about how her cat would mistake the sound of her vibrator for another cat, so she can't make <laughs> friends with it.
2: Okay, right. And
1: <laughs> the funny thing is that sitting next to her on the sofa, she's telling the story is John Malkovich, right. <laughs> and I don't think he was aware of what kind of show he was going to be no. <laughs> no, I guess not. Yeah. Although Samuel L. Jackson piped up, ah, a cat and a rabbit. As a reason he earns the big bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you think that it's, it's at this point in the, in the movie that they'd start to hit on the idea of pretending that Bernie is still alive? Um, and the movie is yeah. almost exactly halfway through.
2: Yes, yeah actually I, there's a couple of things that surprised me about the the film and the structure um, but yes, I mean, it does take a very long time to get to the island, and it does take a very long time for the the central gag of the film to sort of become apparent. Mm. I think the other thing that surprised me I knew that going into it, I knew that the film involved these two guys that had to pretend somebody was alive, but at this point, they don 't know that. There's they don't think he's been murdered. They, they, yeah, Or that they, they don't know there's a hitman out to get them, and I'm just, just surprised that that bit wasn't brought forwards into the film to increase the the, the potential jeopardy.
1: I've heard that as a um, criticism of the movie. Okay. That they don't realise um, that there's that there is a hitman around and
2: that their lives are in danger mm. until relatively late on. Yeah. But. I don't necessarily... Because it would mean that they weren't enjoying the party. They would be stressed out. And obviously, it would, if they knew that they would potentially be chased by a Mafia hitman, they, um, Richard yeah. wouldn't go off with Gwen, for example. No. He wouldn't go to bed and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. So, yeah, I, it just surprised me that, that what I assumed was going to be the, the engine of the story actually kicks in relatively light. Yeah. Mm. But um, Richard and Gwen go for a little walk. The
1: beach. So oh, well, yeah, I'll call the police in in, in, in in half an hour, and they head to a nearby lighthouse. It oh, yes, seems yes. to be literally on Bernie's doorstep, although mm. in in real life it's miles away. And um, there's a, there's a sort of a nice little romantic section there. Richard looks straight into the yes, light yes, like an idiot, wins. Yeah. Um, and falls down the stairs. But then she, she, sort of, she sort of helps him and nurses him, and they, they fly down on the beach all the time they're kissing and then at that point Bernie's just calls, gently washes up because next to them
2: <laughs> I don't think we've mentioned that they, they take him out well, why do they take him outside is it because they're worried that the, somebody's more likely to discover he's still alive if yes. he's left inside it's and they wind up accidentally tipping
1: him over the yes, side yeah. of the house
0: mm.
1: um, and the tide comes the tide out. comes in a very long way I think that's a bit of plot could yeah. there, and, and takes him a little way out and then gently
2: washes Reason him up right. and I, I think I guess what needs to be stressed is Bernie's always got this very relaxed expression on his face, hasn't it? Yeah, it just—it's just—it just adds to the joke because this corpse just appears behind them with this sort of slightly angelic smile on his face. Yeah, looking like the happiest corpse in <laughs> the Hamptons. That should have been the other title of the <laughs> yes, movie—the yeah. happiest corpse in the Hamptons. Um, what did you think
1: of Terry Kaiser as Bernie? I mean, think you kind of need to divide it into what do you think of him when he's playing living Bernie and playing dead Bernie?
2: I think. He's a bit of a pantomime demon as the boss. He's I, he, there, there was obviously reasons why he has to be established as a thoroughly nasty piece of work, and so kicking people up the arse, and as I say, the the dismissive way that he treats the people that work for him. But he's fine, you know. Um, but he makes much more of an impact when he's dead. It's obviously one of those films where everybody's had... It looks like it was fun to make. I don't know how many of the gags were... Actually, in the script, room. There's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a sequence of games where they're sitting on the sofa and one of them's got Bernie's arm and I think he raises it and waves it and then drops it down and Bernie's arm goes into somebody's crotch. Oh, and yeah. And I think it's Larry and Larry makes some comment and puts Bernie's hand back, yeah, you know, in his own space. I've no idea whether something like that was scripted or whether somebody just thought it was funny at the time. But, yeah, it, it works really well and he's really good at playing a dead body. Yeah, it's
1: okay, it's it's the movement, it's... Mm. The kind of subtle little elements like that, where the hand lands on the scratch animation, just when they're running through a rehearsal, like, "Oh, it, you know if my hand landed down there?" Mm. Just as a little yes. gag works through, and it's so the expressions on his face. Because oh, when he's done, he's, he's been given an overdose, so he's ah, oh, yeah, with his big smile, and then but all the way through, he has always the right look on his face,
2: mm, yes, for whatever
1: situation.
2: There's the sequence where the guy is trying desperately to negotiate over the purchase of the car and keeps coming back, and somehow Bernie will get knocked or, in some way, it will look like there's a reaction. And mm. you know, pitch, pitch. In fact, when they're taking Bernie out... Do they always intend to dump him over the side of the balcony? I can't remember now. I know. They, they,
1: they're they planning on putting him somewhere, but they kind yeah. of lose balance.
2: Yeah. But they the, the guy runs up again while they're supporting him. And I think yeah. one of them... Is it th- they nod his head. They shake him so his head nods or something. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: because the guy takes his glasses out. Now look me in the eyes. Yes, that's it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Richard notices that Bernie is washing up on the mm-hmm. beach, and he extricates himself from Gwen somewhat reluctantly. Gets back to the house, and interrupts Larry, who has managed to with his appalling chat up lines, which we we heard one earlier. Oh, that's one. right. We, yes, yeah. oh, you know what would look good on you? Me. <laughs> No, that's horrible. <laughs> Classy. He's managed to talk someone into having sex with him, and apparently there was a scene where you actually see that there's, he has a woman. In oh room. Right. that's been cut mm. for some reason. And then they drag Bernie out of the sea and put him in the bedroom.
2: That's it. Yes, they put him to bed, don't they? The
1: party has moved on to another house. Everything's like, right, fine, great. And then the girlfriend turns <laughs> up, and she is plastered, and she's furious with Bernie
2: she gets a knife at she, point, yeah, she
1: she's, says she, I'm going to tear this place apart to find him goes through a doorway to the kitchen and then just all the kitchen <laughs> utensils are furl through the doorway the colander comes through and she comes up with a huge butcher knife Larry actually recalls, oh I'll argue well where is he he's in the bedroom they don't know mm. what else to do and she goes into the bedroom and she's there for quite a while
2: yeah I mean, longer she, than the 30 seconds that Larry yeah, asks for. <laughs>
1: When she comes out, she is very relaxed. Yes. And the, the other element is that the other mafioso from, the, from mm. the group is outside and he's seen the girlfriend sleep with burning. So clearly, Paulie is a bit more rusty than he yeah. thought he was. Now, why are the other guys there Yes, that's never on, established, no, it's, it's I think the one
2: notable hole in the script is why is, why is he checking up on Paulie? Mm. It would actually almost be easier for it to be Paulie still hanging around on the island for some reason. I, because maybe he, doesn't the,
1: need to, he doesn't need to pass Rick, Larry as they're coming off the boat. That's yeah. just an extra game. Yeah. But he could just be hanging around. And saying, oh well, I'm here on a nice island. Yeah, he's I may as well have a nice
2: weekend. He's missed the last ferry of the day or something. Yeah, yeah. so he's he just had, yeah yeah. It's funny actually I, I, it, because it's one of those films that kind of sweeps you along. You don't pick up on it, but it is a little bit of a dangling thread because he's there and then he's never referred to again and. I think when Paul is having problems re-killing Bernie, um, he doesn't think to ask this other guy for help or anything, does he? Well, I, I could imagine it's maybe a point of
1: pride. Yeah, this is true. That's, it's established oh, that he's, mm. that was his job, that he was the killer. Had one job to do, yes. Yeah, yeah I, it's good, uh, Superman 3. I think I mentioned Superman 3 while we were talking yes. about 2010 a little while ago. Mm. There is a line in that where Robert Vaughan says, I asked you to kill <laughs> Superman and you couldn't even do that hmm. one
2: simple thing. In fact, actually, in Superman 3, there's that sequence where Gus gets the security guard drunk. Which, oh, yeah. In a which way, it's
1: very th- wicked at Bernie, isn't it? It is, because yeah, Because yeah. he has to tight the string around his wrist to turn hmm. the computer on because they have to put the two keys in at the same
2: time. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it, it's almost exactly the same kind of physical humour, except he's just dead drunk instead. But people don't like Superman 3. It has a very poor reputation because it's too much of a comedy.
1: It's basically a Richard Pryor movie. Yes, it is. It. That's but a, it's a
2: really funny Richard Pryor movie. I I like Superman 3. I think it's a, it's a cracking little film. It's one of the few... I know we shouldn't be talking about Superman 3 right now, but <laughs> it's one of the few films where you really get to see Superman being Superman. You have the sequence at the start with the industrial fire. He flies out to the lake, he freezes the surface of the lake, carries it up, yeah. and drops over the fire. That's classic Superman for want of a better price I think people have more problems with later on when he turns
1: evil Mm. and he has sex with that woman
2: well yes there is all (laughs) because it's all a bit creepy but even then I really uh, I can't believe I've just managed to blank on the name of the guy that played Superman Christopher Reeve Christopher Reeve yes yeah man alive Um, and he's very very good at delineating good Clark Kent from evil Superman I just think I don't think he gets enough credit for those sequences. Um, and obviously there's the sequence where the uh, nasty sister gets turned into the scary robot lady, which was the oh. bit that grabbed everybody's imagination when they first saw it. The bit that launched A Thousand Nightmares. That's the one. Just, and those are just
1: mine. Mm. Meanwhile, back on the island. Back on Hampton Island. The girlfriend... I can't remember the girlfriend's name. Gwen? No, the oh, mafia girlfriend. Right.
2: Um, uh, I don't know if she's... An, oh, is that... I'm sure she's given a name. Because I was watching it on YouTube. I wasn't really clear and because she's changed her clothes, which makes some reason about her accent. Yeah, I think it, it, it your mind is the same person, isn't it? i kind of for some reason I'd sort of lost track of the character at that point. I wasn't sure if it was another one of Bernie's girlfriends <laughs> or something,
1: but But so uh, she comes downstairs very relaxed. Mm. She asks the fellas to give her a glass of scotch and then she goes on her way. And they are shocked by what's happened. Larry says that he can't believe that Bernie has more sex dead than Larry does when he's alive.
2: And I've just realised as well that earlier I was talking about the sequence in Clerks in the bathroom, and actually there is virtually an identical sequence in Weekend at Bernie's because the girlfriend has sex with the corpse. Yeah, but
1: but the difference the is t-
2: the tone is very the, different. Yeah. Well, in
1: in Clerks, the girlfriend thinks that the dead guy is somebody else. Right, yeah. Whereas here, she knows... Mm. That, that, yeah, she sees that it's here. Yeah. Uh, also, Rigor Mortis doesn't work like that. <laughs> well, I guess... No, the, the blood doesn't go up. And also, <laughs>
2: it says... Uh, when, <laughs> it depends. <laughs> I, get,
0: I,
1: get, I get
2: yelled at if I just
1: lie there.
2: We also don't know. For all we know, Paulie gave him... He's overdosed on Viagra. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he is very cheerful.
2: This is it, yeah.
1: He does with a smile on his face. Hmm. Richard says, you know, all this is settled, I have to, I'm exhausted by this, I have to get some sleep. So, Larry lays him down on the sofa, mm. he tucks him in, yeah. gives him a little blanket. It's always just, I'll, I'll find another party, and I'll, I'll wake you up in, uh, in a mm. little while and we'll find the police. Cut to 11.30 the following morning. Yes. <laughs> Richard is still asleep. Larry and Bernie are out on the sun porch and they're playing Monopoly.
2: Yes, that's it. And he's rigged up with a pulley system, like so he can pull on the
1: string and make his arm wave at people passing by. And he's also got a fly swatter to keep the flies off. By oh,
2: that's right. Yes. Right. And that's the bit where I guess if the jeopardy was brought forward so that they think they're in danger, it's not that I mean, it's not being a monster. I think I, I think he just thinks it's funny. But, yeah. you know, he's kind of got used to the fact that okay we we we're, we're pretending so. But in a way, that sequence might make a little bit more sense if they really thought they were being watched by the Mafia and so they have to pretend that Bernie's still alive. But, yeah, it's not, you know... Again, it's not particularly out of character or anything.
1: Well, I think it's more that they have to show that Bernie's alive and well to extend their holiday. Because he makes Bernie wear some women in bikinis. There's always women in bikinis everywhere
2: in this movie. I I suppose that's the other uh, it's I, I guess more than anything it's it's in danger of making Larry look a little bit unsympathetic because he's not that bother he's not bothered about mistreating the corpse of his boss. It it, it never quite gets there, but that's the only point when I thought that he was being a bit disrespe- I d- I disrespectful. disrespectful is that. I think the word? Well, Larry
1: is very dis- I think that he there are points where he does draw a line, yeah. I think. It's he he doesn't stop short of stapling Bernie's. Oh way yes, back yeah, on. that
2: bit made me wince.
1: Um, you'll be pleased to hear that w- with Germany notorious for its dark sense of humour the wig stapling was the one bit that they cut seriously that, was, that, the, that, was, that was
2: over the line right, okay
1: Gwen arrives to talk about what happened the night before and Larry very carefully just slides Bernie off his sun lounger off the side of the deck Yes. but he lands right on Paulie who's come back to finish the job so Paulie strangles him
2: Yes, and again, that's a great little sequence because the guy playing Bernie still looks dead, but it also you can see how Paulie was left with the impression that Bernie's him. that he's attacking, but yes, that he can't seem to get he can't seem to to get this guy down.
1: Yeah, uh, they managed to get rid of Gwen, but they find the body's gone. Mm. And while they're trying to get hold of the police, they discover that they discover the phone message. And, they fi- and now they figure out mm. what's going on—that Bernie was, wants to kill them—and as uh, they say, "Oh, but, oh the message! Yeah, we're on the six o'clock ferry, and we're two schmucks, yes.
2: just like on the message." Yes, and they realise that they're meant to be the subject of a—it's a murder-suicide, isn't it? Yes. And I think it's Larry. Is Larry's going to have
1: a sex change, yes. and he's distraught about this because of his—he thinks it's going to besmirch his good name. Mm. And I thought, That's, is that very slightly transphobic? I think, it, I think it is. You wouldn't
2: but... get you wouldn't get that joke now, but it was acceptable in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, it's that thing that the the, the the joke is not so much. It's Larry's distress at the idea that somebody could think he might want to be a woman. It's I, yeah, it's it's not exactly transphobic, but I I think it's just the kind of thing that would get the red line straight through it these days. Yeah. They would want to come up with another gag in its I mean, place. I mean,
1: the alternative you could do is that oh, they were going to run away together. is mm. <laughs> I know, if I was going to run away with anybody, it wouldn't be with you. Mm. Why, was, why, why, was wrong with me? And, well, and then yes, it's yeah. like, oh, I could, I could do much better than you. Well, and, and make that into a joke.
2: Yeah, or the joke would be that if he's to be the, he's to be the murderer... No, he, it, it's Richard's going to be the murder victim and now he's going to be the suicide, isn't it? Yeah. The, the joke, he would be, no, I wouldn't kill you. I'd, you know, I'd kill myself rather than kill you or something. <laughs> yeah. The set
1: decoration. Now, it's, it's, it's a question of whether it's, that's a real house, because if it's mm. a real house it looks properly lived it.
2: Yeah, it does. Um, it looks solid as well. I mean,
1: Yeah. It was solid enough for filming.
2: Mm. Yeah, but it's the think. difference between a set and, uh, as you say, a real place. It's, I, uh, yeah, I don't know, I assume that maybe the interiors were filmed somewhere else. Did you yeah. say it was filmed down in North Carolina or something? Yes. Yeah, they must have just found an incredibly nice... An, an incredibly nice... Because there, items,
1: there, were yeah. sort of, there were sort of areas mm. like that on the, on the coast there. I did notice one of the books he's got on his shelf is Chapter House Dune.
2: Oh, right. I don't recognise well, the title to be honest. Right. It's the sequel to Dune. Oh, I see what you mean. Gotcha. Um,
1: I thought would Bernie read Dune?
2: Maybe he skipped the first. He book. probably thought it was a guide to beaches or something. <laughs> I probably thought it was yeah, it says how to
1: pick up women on the
2: beach. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, while they're on the phone, they they, <laughs> they try and call the police. So oh, we need you to need to talk to the, the police on the island. Oh, you mean Earl? Yeah. Oh, well, he's out at the moment. <laughs> do you, do you want to leave, leave a message for him? Yeah, help. Yes. <laughs> but they, they figure out that, that, as Bernie says on the message, don't kill them if I'm around. Mm. So they, all they have to do is keep Bernie around with them and they'll be OK. They, they manage to track down what, what ha- what's happened to Bernie's body.
2: Oh, after
1: yes, he's a the side violent he, He's kid, been buried it? by a horrible little brat of a child. They manage to drag him back to the house and they frantically hoover him off.
2: His wig comes off yeah. and they staple it back on.
1: And then the child comes in and scares them again by firing it yeah. a gun.
2: And then says, and then does that thing that, that kids in comedy films always do, acts inappropriate, says something mildly inappropriate. Or Why did don't you give me them a, kiss this? That's it, yeah, yeah.
1: But there was a, there's, a, there's a subtle reference there to their backgrounds, Larry and Richard's backgrounds, because Larry tries saying the Hail Mary. But those can only oh, remember the first bit. Yeah. And the inference is that he is an Irish Catholic type, mm. whereas Richard is more New York Jewish.
2: Yeah, yeah, which would make sense with him going to the uh, Chinese. Uh, Chinese Jewish. Chinese Jewish fusion place, yeah.
1: Although their last names are Wilson and Parker. In fact, Richard shares his name with The Lion from Life of Pi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this
1: gives another variation to that uh, mm. movie, which I haven't bothered seeing because I like real films. Hmm. Yes, they decide that the way to escape the island is on the ferry. Uh, Exactly what their plan is to get away is vague, but they just need to get off the island and get to safety. They take his body with him, so they head for the ferry in Bernie's Porsche golf cart. But they're chased
2: by the man who's respraying his Maserati, and they think it's the killer. Yes, yeah, so at this point they just assume that everybody's the killer. So the kid with the toy gun is the killer, and the man in the Maserati is. And they they, they ditch him in the, the world's slowest <laughs> it's high speed a, It's track. a very
1: gradual car chase. Yeah. And to get onto the boat, they come up with the with the old shoelace trick, hmm. where they tie Bernie's shoelaces to their own shoes so that he could
2: walk as they walk. But again, it looks. I've never, obviously, I've never tried experimenting with walking a corpse around by tying it to the. It looked right. It looked goofy enough that it was funny, but at the same time, it looked plausible enough that you can imagine that anybody seeing it would, oh, there's Bernie drunk again. <laughs> with his two new friends who've accompanied him everywhere with, on the island. With his
1: house guests. Mm. Um, they missed the ferry, which Paulie is
2: on, and he sees that Bernie Does is it? still yeah. running around. He's trying to get off, and they're trying to get on. That was it, yeah.
1: Um, and there is slightly, there, they'd come up with a slightly contrived argument. Purely so that you have a shot of the two of them walking opposite directions and then Bernie falling down the middle of the frame mm. because their shoelaces are all still tied yes. together. so, uh, again, it's Larry is berating Richard for his career goal mindset. Why couldn't you just be a lazy shit like I am? We wouldn't be in this mess. But the alternative they figure out is to take Bernie's boat. Mm. So they have to head all the way back to the house, get the keys, and then go back to the dock. But while they're at the house, the angry plumber comes oh, back. Oh, that's... It. Yes. And that's the, and the... Oh, that could be the killer.
2: They knock him out cold. <laughs> and then, and then and the, the gardener killer, then. turns up. Oh, that could be the killer! Yes. Oh, he's got a big knife! So they knock him out. Yes, yeah. And, and they, they, lock, sh- they,
1: lock him up, they lock both of them up in the, um, the kitchen pantry. Yes. They make it back to the dock, finally. And they make a very
2: serious hash of <laughs> trying to drive a boat. mm there was a point somewhere around here. It was one of the few points when I thought the film started to try my patience a bit. Where it's in the because they because they're just driving the boat badly. It kind of doesn't feel like it relates to the setup of the. You know, it's not about them trying to pretend that the corpse is alive. It's just suddenly it's a slightly slapsticky sequence of somebody driving a boat badly, and it. It's fine, and it it doesn't outstay its welcome. And mm. at, anyway, in a minute, there's some high links with the body when it falls off the back <laughs> of the boat. But well, I, I like that there's someone
1: where they're they're, they're skating around the the the, the harbor, mm. and one snooty gentleman yeah. says, "What your yacht's illegal? What you're doing
2: is illegal." Is that? I thought I recognised the voice, but I couldn't tell you. No, I can't, no I can't. It, it just it seemed it seemed like a familiar familiar person. It's almost like somebody that I've seen subsequently in. I keep thinking of like Larry Sanders or something, but I um, couldn't really. I don't know. I think it's just a bit. I think it's just a uh, bit player, yeah. and I think it's that slightly. Is it New England? That slightly booming like mm. Lloyd Grossman type accent. I think that's all it is. But um,
1: Richard falls on the boat. And Larry tries oh, to start, because they say, "Oh, what are the brakes? Oh, I don't any brakes. We're on a boat." So he throws the anchor. Okay. I, I rather just drop it on the side. He hurls it, and it goes
2: straight through that guy's coffee table on his own boat. Mm. I thought there was going to be another joke there, actually, where as the boat comes backwards towards which he sees the propellers coming towards it. But <laughs> yeah, the, I'll settle for the anchor one instead. But
1: but they they finally set off. Bernie is tied to the back seat, but they hit a few bumps and Bernie goes overboard. Mm. But to his credit, he does have very good forms, a water skier. Yes. Even when lying down.
2: I think when I... <laughs> after I'd watched this, I quickly went onto to Wikipedia or something to do my usual minimal research, and one of the stuntmen broke a rib during the sequence. It doesn't surprise me yeah. at all.
1: I don't think that at any point in the movie they used any dummies.
2: No, which surprised me, to be honest. But I guess it makes... Sense, because you think of those moments in... Is it a James Bond film? I think it might even be Max Zorin's death. Yes, in... where his
1: le- he's fallen
2: out of the, his airship. Yeah.
1: He's trying to make his getaway in a giant airship that has his name written on. Mm. And he falls out and um, his, they, le- his legs
2: flap around. They've built a very, very carefully articulated dummy... ...and it's got joints in all the right places and it still looks... But, le-
1: but no knees, because yeah. his, his legs are waving around... Yeah. Like um, in, um, in Family Guy. Yes, well, that guy yeah. It's
2: was... not a good look.
1: No, it looks
0: terrible.
2: And I don't think, I can't think of. And, and again, it's, a, it's like the joke that the goodies always used to use, where they would be thrown through the air and he would see what was very obviously dress. Yeah. They'd make a virtue of the yeah, fact yeah. That, that they had to use dummies and they
1: would just make it look ridiculous and they would land in positions. The ludicrous position. And then, but there'd be a very
2: obvious cut yeah. to the actors and they'd be in completely different positions mm. or even
1: sit somewhere else.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I guess they just felt that it probably wasn't worth. And I s- don't know if this. I get, I get the impression this wasn't the world's highest. I mean, it was. A, it was a late '80s comedy. It's not going to have a huge budget, is it? No. But it's it's certainly
1: it's using its budget well. Mm. I mean, they had the money to construct at the, least the, yes. the exterior of the yeah, house, which
2: is what you need. Yeah.
1: yeah. And they've got good actors. Mm. It looks great they manage to recover Bernie, having been tipped off when he starts hitting the marker board on the channel. They they lash him into the front seat, but then they're out of petrol. Mm. (laughs) And they manage to get back to the island by using Bernie as a flotation device. Which,
2: of course, weirdly is also... Which came first? Um, uh, Watchmen? Because in the pirate ship sequence...
1: Oh yes, then he makes a raft. He of makes a raft bodies. out of
2: dead bodies. I'm beginning to wonder if Alan Moore was a secret weekend at Burnley's fan. Well this came out later. Did it? Oh okay then. in that case maybe the Rice of the Weekend at Bernie's a secret watchman fan. <laughs> um,
1: but as as they're paddling back onto the beach, Richard has a monologue about the, mm. the all the things that have, have befalled him this weekend. First I nearly break my leg, leaping onto a boat, and now we've got killers after us, and now here we are, going back to the house of death. <laughs> They finally call the cops mm. and Gwen arrives, having seen the, th- the three of them arrive back at the house. And Richard is still trying to explain yes. explain it away. And Larry says, Look, look it's Bernie <laughs> <laughs> his, his body. Look, he's dead, okay? That's what's happened. And Gwen is horrified, but then Paulie bursts in yes. now going
2: berserk. He shoots Bernie six times in the chest,
1: but he busts in, and the way Bernie's positioned on the stairs, he's just looking at him, looking at him, poorly, quizzically.
2: Again, it's it's the thing about he's always got the perfect expression on his face. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so he unloads his gun into Bernie. Sees the three people watching him, and they think, "Oh, I didn't see anything. I was looking at my watch." Oh, you're yeah, Larry, Larry closes his eyes and waves his hands around. I'm blind.
2: Yes. yes.
1: But uh, they. They try and escape as Bernie reloads his gun and becomes increasingly unhinged. But Larry, very bravely, mm. hides Richard and Gwen and takes on yes. Paulie himself and manages to tie him up with a phone cable and punch him out cold. Yeah,
2: yeah, he does. He does good.
1: He saves the day. Uh, the police arrive it's between scenes.
2: Everything is explained. Some, yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder whether I, mean, I, I wonder whether at that point they just went for the convenient lie and said that they were there as house guests when this man burst in and shot them. It's certainly the approach I would have taken. I think.
1: Well, I think because uh, they have Gwen there to corroborate the idea that there's a loony mm. going around trying to kill Bernie, that lends credence to their yes, story. Yeah. We see in the background the the plumber and the gardener having their heads bandaged. From where they've been knocked out cold. I'm completely missed that. Actually. And there's a tiny little gag where you see the plumber steal a stethoscope yeah, and stick it in his pocket, and it's right in the back of the scene while there's dialogue in the foreground where Larry's
2: having his picture taken with the cops. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> for no reason. Yes, I think it's just because he's. A big I think it's child. a news photo or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's a photo for the new, for the newspapers or yeah. something. He's shaking shaking the hand of the police. No, I missed the the gardener stealing. Because okay,
1: because the, there's there's. Very little given to the goddess of do. So just the idea that he, yeah. just, just again, 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 it's just bits of business that you can imagine them just come up on the list. Mm. What, what if you know, he's a he's a sleaze? What if he's trying to steal a stethoscope? Then he can
2: go around and put it on and go around feeling up women. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He had a very Richard, Richard expression on your face as he said that. Um Yeah, or alternatively, he just—that's how he supplements his income. But you know, it's that—it's that classic thing that um, everybody's rich, nobody notices when things go missing, so you just, just <laughs> steal stuff and sell it. Paulie is dragged out of the house in a straitjacket. Oh yes, that's
1: and it. <laughs> Bernie is being taken away on a, a gurney, still with an arm behind his head, <laughs> looking. Very relaxed Just mm. lounging around He's still alive He's still alive no, I'm going to get you Bernie I'm going to get you for this And um, the, the All the Remaining threads are resolved Yeah um, Richard is going to Stay with Gwen for the weekend And Their relationship's clearly blossoming. Mm. Larry is going to stay at Bernie's house uh, Because that's what he would have wanted <laughs> So that And their, their The, the made up conflict And their friendship Is nicely resolved mm. And um, they're about to go their separate ways for the weekend when the gurney with Bernie on it gets away from the ambulance just rolls gently down the deck, hits the sand and Bernie tumbles out into a, a, a relaxed sitting position yeah. behind them.
2: <laughs> yeah, and again, it's, it's very nicely shot and very nice. It, it's, it, it's, it's, the, the slapstick all the way through the film is impeccably done. Yeah. <laughs> That's, they, they, they run away in horror and the little boy comes back again.
1: He says, hey, mister, can I bury you? That's on the shoulder, and he just flops back. Oh, great! And starts piling sand on top of it. And that's it, yeah. That's the last, the last we see of Bernie is a burial at sea. <laughs> I think it's a really terrific farce. Mm. Um, it has really strong characters, very cleverly sketched. We, we get a, such an, uh, a strong sense of who Richard and Larry are. They're really likeable, even mm. if they are... They're realistic characters. They're both very flawed in their own way, but you recognise them and you get to like them. Bernie is—he's so—he's so awful yeah. that every indignity that's foisted upon him, you feel is deserved.
2: Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was—I was really surprised at how. I'm not quite sure what I thought it was going to be like going into it, but I was surprised by just how good natured it was, and that it didn't just go down the sort of the dark comedy route that I was kind of expecting it to yeah I, I really enjoyed it and I think the satirical elements as well mm. work very much in its
1: favour it has a, a degree of depth to it not too much I mean it's just a few little sort of hints and things here and there
2: Yeah,
1: and they're mostly in the service of the story to kind of get out of why isn't anyone noticing that Bernie's dead well it's because they're, they're really self sort of yes. yeah, oh okay well we'll do that
2: it's, it's just all very nicely set up so that yes Larry is set up as being slightly selfish enough that he's prepared to allow, to want the weekend to continue Richard, every time he thinks about calling the police, Gwen turns up and yeah. distracts him, yeah, it's all very, very well plotted
1: Why is this film not better regarded?
2: I don't know, and again, looking through it on Wikipedia, it got slightly sniffy reviews at the time, I think
1: yeah, Again, I think it's just, it, the fact that it's a comedy about a dead body mm. it's it's much more European it's, yes. it's French farce, it's British black comedy it, it doesn't, even though it's Rooted in American culture and the American yeah. class, it doesn't feel like an American no. idea. It's like a, it's like an American remake of a French yes. film.
2: Yeah, yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah, you could imagine it was um, uh, uh, Monsieur Hulot's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. to see him
1: died by the time this movie came. Oh dear. Man. Okay. I, um, I yeah, w- I'd like to
2: apologise. Week, this stage. weekend, oh Jacques, and it's like, yeah. oh,
1: go, go to the go to my house in Cannes
2: yeah, weekend. yeah I mean, but um, what's his name? Roger Ebert didn't seem to like this film. No, but he's had strong. I, I think he didn't like the Medusa Touch. And there was no, he hated the Medusa there Touch. There was another didn't he? film he didn't like that we've covered, and I forget which one it was now. Was it Being There? It might have, possibly. Um, but I, it's just I, I'm. Left. I was pretty got fingered. Yes, of course. Yes, he, he despite, that was, Well, everyone hated yeah. that though. Yes, that was the beyond the bottom of the barrel, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes.
0: I have seen
1: Weekend at Bernie's 2.
2: Yeah, now this is something I don't know anything about. I I deliberately didn't bother to look up the plot because I thought it might be better for me to just... It's a direct sequel. Right. The three three main cast come back. I mean, by the three, I assume you mean Larry, Richard and Bernie rather than Larry, Richard and Gwen.
1: Yeah, uh, Gwen is kind of forgotten about, oddly. But it involves tracking down the money that Bernie has secreted in the Caribbean. Okay but only Bernie knows where it is. So they see a voodoo priest <laughs>
0: nice. and arrange
1: for Bernie to be partly revived as a zombie. But um, the old-style zombie, not the flash-eating kind. Right. So he will walk towards where the money is, including underwater. OK. And it's a really... That's it, bizarre. Takes, it takes a really strange turn. Yeah. It's written and directed by Robert Klain, who wrote the first movie. That's... And it's... There are some think there are bits like. There's a revelation late, late in the movie that Larry is a virgin. Right. Well, which, firstly, doesn't tally with the events of the no. first movie, and also seems quite out of character. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because he does seem like the kind of guy who would hit on every woman and would eventually.
2: Mm. Yeah, sooner or
1: later. Sooner, sooner or later, he's going to. Um, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: We're, we're adults, we know what he's going he's to gonna with. With He's going
2: to score with a hot chick. He's going to score with a
0: hot chick. I did give some thoughts to. You could remake it now, I think,
1: mm. and... I mean, really, apart from the the, the weird transphobic stuff, which
2: is really is like still, two lines you could As rewrite, I say, that's just... It, it reflects the time which it was does, made yeah. when that was still acceptable. It was... And even then, it's that kind of... It's not quite Dick Amory men dressing up as women funny, but it is that... I don't think it's... It's not going out of its way to be nasty, and I don't think it's even... Going out of his way to make fun of sort of transvesticism or anything like that—it's just that he doesn't want to be mistaken for a woman. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's just it's product of its time. Mm. But um, a
1: remake, I think today would work mm. well. And I thought to give it a to refresh it, make the two leads female. Yeah, okay. I've thought um, Kobe Smulders as the Richard character.
2: I'm lousy at, you know,
1: uh, From How I Met Your Mother.
2: OK, I haven't seen that. Or
1: all. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, my, who's she in that one? Maria Hill. Oh, Nick OK. Fury's second in command. Right, oh, OK,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: In the Larry role, Kate McKinnon of Saturday Night Live and uh,
2: right. the I new Ghostbusters. I haven't seen it and i not planning to see... Uh, I'm giving Ghostbusters the benefit of the doubt for the time being. That's very charitable of you. McKinnon
1: is openly gay and I thought it too... The set, if for no reason, with the sake of diversity, we could make have her character gay, and that would then, why would I? Why would I want to run
2: away with you with the money? I could do a lot better than you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. And suddenly it would all. It, it, no, it's you can even see even in nineteen eighty nine if they'd had open auditions and they'd, somebody had turned up who was brilliant. I can't think of any actresses around that were just at the start of their careers in eighty nine, but I'm sure There's plenty of candidates that even then. If somebody had turned up, they would have gone, "Yeah, you're brilliant," and and you can see that the, the whole focus of the film could have shifted because the sex of the characters doesn't really matter. I th- um, no, but I think it would give it a, a, mm. a fresher dynamic, and it would set it apart
1: from the original. It would, it, make, would, it would make it. Yeah. It would just it would justify itself, and it would add a different layer to the movie. Mm. And um, yeah, why not have a, a gay lead character in the movie, and that for just to not be an issue?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And as Bernie, of course, uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah. (laughs) Because I bet he'd love to do it. (laughs) And there's going to be nothing funnier
0: than a smoking, dead Mm. Gary Oldman (laughs) in sunglasses being
2: dragged around. Yes.
0: Thanks to Chris Ansby for making the time for this podcast. Cinema Limbo is now on iTunes with over a dozen episodes available, so please do subscribe, download and review before they come for you, too. Ever. Until next time, remember, he gets laid more dead than I do alive. Bye. You have been listening to Cinema Limbo, hosted and produced by Jeremy Phillips,
1: edited by Martin Fenton, with music by Philip Alderman.
0: Cinema Limbo is part of the Podnos Podcast Network. Come and visit us at www.podnose.com.